this up in my headphones. Charles, turning it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, take us to the how, Charles. Are we ready? You know, it's been a while since we've done this. <laughs> we can even know. Are we going to make it a how episode? I think it's time, Charles. We're due for a how episode. There it is. There That's it the is. howl. That's the howl, man. You know, we haven't had a good old howl episode in a while. And now this one's going to be right up there with the rest of them in that elite tier of howl episodes. Hello, yeah. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, did you have more to say there, or should I just do this whole spiel? I think that, is it true to say howl episodes tend to be a little more of the fast and loose episodes i feel like yes you know i feel like when when we agree like hey you know what let's let's make this how it means we don't really have that strict of an agenda to get to we don't have to cover like we don't have like a whole book to cover it's like okay we have to cover all of name of the wind in an hour and 20 minutes (laughs) you know we can't afford hours certainly tried (laughs) (laughs) so it's like no we we got some breathing room on this one so we want to have a little fun with it you know howl gets us a little extra juice right a little extra energy something about howl just kind of raises up the whole energy level of the of the episode yeah it gets me and charles pumped out here (laughs) trying to do one of our would you rather episodes this time around charles that's right would you rather we've only done this once before our very early fans anyone that has gone through our back catalog way back to our early days will have noticed there's an episode called would you rather and we are here to repeat that today um so we just, you know we had so much fun with it last time it got a decent amount of downloads and we just thought hey on this off week thing just kind of fill out the calendar let's bring some fun spoiler free no reading required entertainment to the friends at home that's what it's all about so Thanks. when you say repeat this we are doing all the same exact <laughs> questions that we did last time right yeah pretty much no same format New questions just for you guys. Dylan and I have been hard at work coming up with questions that we are going to ask each other. And their only requirement is that they are fantasy book related. Would you rather? Or adjacent. Or adjacent. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's kind of piqued my curiosity a little bit there, Dylan. But uh, (laughs) yes, fantasy adjacent would you rather questions. Um, Yeah, and we'll just take turns going back and forth maybe you know get somewhere to the 20 30 minute mark see how much fun we're having and yeah just have a fun ride with us guys if you're liking what you're hearing and if you're enjoying the show go ahead and toss five stars to our podcast guys on apple Podcasts makes a huge difference you can also find us on social media and all that just google the friends talking fantasy podcast find our social media channels like them follow them comment on all the stuff you know let us know you're out there you're doing this thing now, Charles, where you keep telling people to Google us. I feel like we should give them the actual name still. Yeah, it's just so much. But okay, it's the FTF Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and the FTF Podcast with a number one at the end on Twitter. And you can also yes. email us at theftfpodcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Yeah. Shall we get into this, Charles? We shall. So um, would you like to go first, Dylan? Sure. Hit so, us with our first question. 
Our first question is based on something that came up in another episode, oh. Charles. That okay. was our last fancy character matchups who would win episode, mm-hmm. where we're talking about the idea of a Hamilton style. So this is like oh. kind of hip hop, R&B, uh, rap style musical for Lord of the Rings because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had that rap battle thing come up again. Yeah. So I was thinking, Charles, would you rather see a Hamilton style musical of the Lord of the Rings or of the Kingkiller Chronicle, which we know there was almost uh, a right? Lin-Manuel, Lin-Manuel Miranda tie in yeah. to the movies. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Hmm. My instinct is telling me right away to go with Lord of the Rings. I just feel like it would lend itself more to a musical. Or King Killer is about musicians, and I feel like to take all that like internal struggle and turmoil and then break into like a Broadway number would almost be like um a bit jarring. But I do like the sounds of it. Hmm. I'm I'm still leaning towards I don't that last when we did that who would win and we stumbled upon that idea of a Hamilton style Lord of the Rings <laughs> a musical to me that just sounds like money. <laughs> I got to stick with that idea, you know. That's an idea I came up with that one of the friends is going to go on and produce and make lots of money and I'm very happy for them. So, definitely got to stick to my guns. Definitely got to say, guys, the world is ready for a Hamilton style like rap music. Uh, Lord of the Rings. That's it. That we're ready. Wow. Because I feel like Lord you of the Rings also throw down the gauntlet. Yeah, and I feel like Lord of the Rings also is ready for like a a reboot. You know, for modern audiences, I feel like some of that older English it kind of turned some people off. You know, when we did our Should You Read Lord of the Rings episode, we were like, well, it's not for everybody. There's some things that modern readers will have to kind of get through. So I think by having a lot of like cool musical numbers and like more contemporary music would be cool for Lord of the Rings, you know, and you can kind of mess with the cast. You can diversify it a little bit more, which is another common criticism with Lord of the Rings. So I think there's a lot of improvements to be made, dare I say, um, for modern audiences with Lord of the Rings, you know, Mm. would you have Tom Bombadil in your Lord of the Rings (laughs) musical, Charles? Uh, probably i feel like a part of me is like tom bombadil belongs to the book fans you know at this point but i feel like he would be so good in the in the musical so i would leave that up to the creatives who decide to take it on i feel like it's in their power i'd be happy either way i feel like uh book fans are ready to see tom bombadil in a new medium you know we it's one of those last remaining things in lord of the rings that we haven't gotten to see and it would be pretty interesting to see how they make it work. And it would be fun. Like Tom Bombadil would be so much better for a musical, you know, that all like just like a throwaway fun, like random song. It's kind of catchy. And then you get back to the story, you know, it's kind of like a nice little reprieve, <laughs> a little yeah. comic relief kind of moment. That's fair, Charles. <laughs> I was struck when I watched, so I watched Hamilton recently on Disney plus. Mm-hmm. And so I'd never seen it live or anything like that. And, I was struck by how similar the story seemed in some ways to Kingkiller, actually. It made sense why Lin-Manuel Miranda was interested. Because it does have this kind of, you know from the start, ill-fated uh, protagonist who is 
very good at many things. <laughs> right. And <laughs> then their fatal flaw, if you will, is that they're pretty rash and they tend to not be able to shut their mouths, <laughs> basically. <laughs> well, I feel like that's a, you know, confession. I've never actually seen all of Hamilton. I've wow. absorbed it in pieces and through the soundtrack. But yeah, I totally get that. And I can see like Lin-Manuel Miranda would be so attracted to the project to begin with. The project being a movie, but um, the fact that- it was a TV show. Maybe. Well, in one of those. It, it didn't happen, whatever it was, but, <laughs> yeah. which is a real shame. It is a I shame. I can't imagine how that wouldn't have happened, but it didn't. And um, yeah, I get that. And his story is super interesting. And because it's so embedded in, in music and performance and storytelling, I think it would be cool to see it in a- in new mediums. Yeah, I agree. But Charles had spoken and he says, Lord of the Rings, Hamilton style musical, make it happen. Friends, make it happen. Friends. That would be so cool. <laughs> I'd be, and it would be like four hours long. <laughs> <laughs> would there be an extended edition yeah. than, than a regular edition? Exactly. There'd be an extended edition that has like an extra intermission and everything. It would be cool. Uh, so for sure it would be maybe three plays. You have to like go back, think of all the tickets. Uh, <laughs> so that is that. But I guess if you had to tell the whole story of Lord of the Rings in one play, I don't see Tom Bombadil making the cut. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. There's a lot of story you got to get through, <laughs> but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? People could do it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, <laughs> that's definitely a challenge for whichever friends end up making that happen. But that's definitely we'll leave that to them. The editing process for sure would be a challenge. So uh, I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that's such a great question. I'm, I'm afraid that all my questions aren't going to be as good, <laughs> but I'll give it a try. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, go ahead, Charles. I'm ready. Okay. So here's a genuine classic. Would you rather hear? And I'm going to skip ahead and ask this one because I think it's a good follow-up. Would you rather have dinner with Tom Bombadil oh my. or a fitness class uh, taught by Logan Ninefingers? I'm trying to just understand <laughs> what you were, what was even going on in your headspace <laughs> when you came up with this. So my, my headspace to... was I wanted to ask a question about Tom Bombadil, and I couldn't yeah. compare anything directly, so I had to pull from something else, and uh, that's the genesis of this question: dinner with Tommy B, or a fitness class with your instructor and personal trainer Logan Ninefingers. Yeah, well, I'll say I don't think it's spoiling anything to say that Logan Ninefingers is a very dangerous man. <laughs> I think we know that from <laughs> yeah, pretty early on. Yeah, but he wouldn't hurt the... you. He'd kind of take you under his wing for, you know, an hour or two hours and try and get you buff. Er, more buff than you are. <laughs> I don't know how much we're going to get accomplished in two hours. I think, Charles, that it's just too risky to start hanging out around <laughs> Logan nine fingers, a named man like that. Mm. So the bloody nine himself, you don't want to start messing around. So I think I would have to do some dinner with Tom Bombadil. And because the, <laughs> the fellowship of the ring really uh, spends its time in <laughs> having 
meals with Tom Bombadil. I know exactly what I'm in for, Charles. <laughs> and it, it sounds seems nice. like, you know, yeah, he'll tell you stories about things that have happened way, way, way back. And sure. who knows what kind of cool tricks he might pull out with all his Bombadil magic. That's so true. I'm all in on, though, I mean, usually if you give me a first law choice, I'm pretty likely to pick that one. So, so Charles, who would you but, rather. Is there someone you'd rather have dinner with than Tommy B in the fantasy world? Yes. Like, who's your just top about anyone? Guest? <laughs> but <laughs> really, just about anyone. I feel like uh, Tommy B is like a top tier dinner host. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think even in Lord of the Rings, I would rather have dinner with Gandalf than I would yeah. have dinner with Tom Bombadil. And if we're going outside, I guess I'm trying to think who are the most. Interesting, but can Gandalf, or even charismatic. Cook, can Gandalf cook? Yeah, haven't we asked that before on this podcast? No, that was if um the Chantry uh, Sa- eat Saruman. Yes, yeah, Saruman. But Saruman was. <laughs> Go check out our uh, <laughs> his character yeah. matchups episodes because these keep coming up. But that was in the first one, right? right. Heliax versus Saruman and right. a cook-off. Uh, I think. I don't know. Quoth would be a fun person to have dinner with. That's true. It'd be some lively conversation, I guess. Um, like you're talking about, like old school Quoth, not the like beginning of the like not yeah. like the frame story Quoth. <laughs> Quoth yeah. Prime. I mean, <laughs> having dinner with Coat, which is Quoth <laughs> in the frame story. Is probably just a lot like reading the Kinkiller Chronicle. Yeah. <laughs> if he's Which wouldn't to be tell so bad. Story. I mean, it's a great story. Sure. Yeah, but been there, done that. I'd like Quoth <laughs> in his prime would be pretty cool. And that's something that comes to mind. I'm trying to think of other interesting dinner guests, but let's say Quoth. Let's say Quoth. Quoth is a good uh, one. Lock Lamorak, too. Ah, back with Lock Lamora. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can respect that. Maybe. Yeah, maybe expect that one to come up in uh, <laughs> Friends Pitching Fantasy. Who knows? But <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> it, it is available. <laughs> it's been, yeah. it's, it's now um, a viable choice again. Yeah. So that's do it. you, Charles, I have to think you would do dinner with Tom Bombadil if given the choice. Tom Bombadil's way up there. I feel like Quoth would give you like a really good meal, but I feel like Tom Bombadil, there's like magic involved. You know, like this is like legendary food that's thrown from a tree that was like the first tree ever grown. You know, so you're like, whoa. And like, here's like water from my stream that has magical, like who knows what Tom Bombadil is capable of. And he can like talk to trees and he can sing songs and like, you know, he's, he, he, he seems to be a very gracious host. And I know the hobbits left very happy and we're sad to leave. And the ponies too, didn't even want to leave. The ponies were very happy with Tommy B. We know all about, the ponies <laughs> yeah. and how their stories ended <laughs> from reading Lord of the Rings. So. so he'd be tough to beat. I could see Gandalf, but I feel like um, there's just something about the whole idea of being with Tommy B. And, and you got to do it for like the memes and stuff too. Of like dinner with Tommy B. Just feel like that would be cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Feeling good on. We've covered the gambit of <laughs> dinner with Tom Bombadil. My next one is why I said fancy book adjacent okay <laughs> i uh, we post a picture on social media recently 
where you dressed up as Brandon Sanderson <laughs> with yep, Magellan my the, costume. The parrot, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyone check that out on any of the social media platforms we just mentioned. And mm-hmm. I, a while back, attempted to grow a Rothfussian <laughs> beard. Uh, but it was maybe, what, a quarter the length if even. It was, but you know what? You were on your way. It was looking good. It yeah. was convincing. Thank you. So you'll see that in the picture if you go to our social media too. But based on that, I was thinking... Charles, would you rather have to manage a beard the length of Patrick Rothfuss's for the rest of your life mm-hmm. or take care of a parrot like Brandon Sanderson's Magellan uh-huh. for the rest of your life? Beard. <laughs> I used to think <laughs> parrots were like super cool pets and I don't want and this is no disrespect to parrot owners out there, but I've gone to friends' house that have parrots and they're they, <laughs> they they're just like squawking constantly they're super loud you can't like do anything with them you know i had a friend that got bit by a parrot different friend and wow like this like gnarly scar that he still has all these years later so it's like man. i'm right here charles <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to speak about me in the third person this wasn't you this was someone else that got bit oh someone else that got bit yeah by and no, uh, <laughs> And so it's like, I think parrots are cool. I think birds are cool. There was a long time I thought birds would be a cool pet until I saw like how loud they were and messy they were and how little you can do with a pet. So the beard for sure. Charles, have you ever had a beard anywhere near that length? Because I'll say my quarter Rothfuss beard was getting so difficult to manage. I won't. I'll spare people the details, but it's just not pleasant with things like eating and stuff like that. Yeah, I've had it a little longer than how I have it now, maybe like a quarter inch longer, and that was kind of the uh, the max, maybe like to like there or something. It certainly was never as long as yours got uh, by the end there when that picture was taken. Um, nowhere close to Rothfuss, but I do kind of have an idea of the maintenance involved. And I know it's it's work, but you'll be able to sit in the peace and quiet of your home while you're managing it. You while know? you're stroking your beard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know, as a fantasy podcaster, it would kind of boost the street cred, you know. Rothfuss and I might have some common ground. We can talk yeah. about like beard maintenance tips and things like that. Um, <laughs> you know, it could be like a door op- a foot in the door kind of thing to having a conversation with Rothfuss. So I'm more leaning towards the beard than the bird for sure. Beard over bird, says Charles. <laughs> beard over bird. Um, That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'll go on to my next question. Uh, so this one is just, who would you rather be? As in, just become that person, okay? okay. Would you rather be Rin or Vin? You really <laughs> went for <laughs> the rhyme here, Charles. Because back when we did the Poppy War thing, I had confused the two. I called Rin Vin. And I was like, you know yeah. what? It's not that bad of a comparison because they go through some similar stuff. Um, granted, Poppy War series is not over yet, so we don't know the situation there. But we have a fuller understanding of Mistborn because we've read it. So um, without spoiling anything, even the stuff we buddy read... Um, who would you rather become? I don't think either one would be like a pleasant experience. <laughs> they yeah. both have to live in pretty gnarly situations, you know? But I- I'll leave it to you to debate. Well, 
I'm trying to do this without spoiling anything. I think that my experience suggests that Vin has more high points in her life Mm -hmm. than does Rin from what I can gather, though they both have many low lows in their experience that are really rough things to have dealt with. I think that what we've seen from Rin so far, there's a reason that those stories get labeled as grimdark while despite the dystopian feeling setting that takes place in Mistborn where Vin is from, it never feels like a grimdark novel. So I'll say that has me feeling as though I'd rather be Vin than Rin. I also think Vin has more variety in her magical abilities yeah. which are pretty cool There's her magic system has do. a lot of perks you know yeah. you don't get taken over by a god you don't you know <laughs> yeah. it's not like any kind of like a drug use involved or anything like that um you can definitely live you can choose not to use the magic you know and kind of live your life and also the magic is cool you can like jump from buildings and fly around and yeah and influence people's minds you know it's not just fire but fire is cool and as we see throughout the series there's a lot of stuff you can do with fire but um i just think you're right the diversification of a misborn is a pro uh is point for is point for vin but i would say the setting of misborn is so horrible it's like gray skies ash mounds everywhere like when you're committing to vin you're committing to that world also charles the world uh maybe the setting doesn't look as bad in (laughs) what we get out of the poppy war series but it's a pretty messed up place over there so yeah that's true i'll say i don't feel like i'm missing out on that much neither world seems like a great place to be but mm-hmm. you gotta go vin i think okay i <laughs> charles i had a another rin-esque question that i wasn't necessarily gonna ask but since this came okay. up i was thinking of asking you if you'd rather attend break bills from the magicians okay or Synagard from the Poppy War, Break which is basically, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Synagard's a close. cool place, but no one's having a good time there. They're all like way too high pressure. Like they're going to war. Break Bills is like that too, though. That's why I picked it. Yeah, but you could be a burnout at Break Bills and like just be like a frat boy and chill, you know? You're not like about to go off to war or something like Synagard. Synagard, they'll like put you through the ringer and put you in life or death situations and you can get badly injured and it's an unforgiving place whereas um break bills is just like a boarding school kind of it's it's kind of charming in a way that synagogue could never be that's fair i think I you'd would... get a really good education at synagogue you know like yeah. i think you'd get a more well-rounded education you'd be much more prepared for life like <laughs> break bills did not prepare those kids for life. I'll say that much, no. but they did get good at magic. And so if that means I get to be magic, that would also be a huge plus as well. 
Yeah, I think it's fair to smuggle that in there. That because what's the point of going to break bills if I yeah. can't do magic? It would still be cool to be there, though. Just be like that guy that's like, you know, a seven-year senior just chilling at the dorm room or whatever, being like, what's up, bros? When's the next it's party? Like, yeah, Charles has never figured out. He's the Van Wilder of break bills. He never figured out how to do any magic. Right. But seems like a pretty cool guy. Yeah, he got accepted, but he can't do any magic, so he hasn't really been able to get enough credits to graduate. So he's kind of chilling, having a good time, taking all these liberal arts classes. <laughs> So, yeah, for sure, dude. Be a burnout at break bills. Sounds like fun. Yeah, you've got me convinced. I choose break <laughs> bills, too. Right. Um, do you want to ask another question, or should I ask a question? Um, yeah, either. I've got more. Uh, I'll ask, I only have one more prepared, so I'll just ask it super quick. So, who would you rather spend a year with? I just like to hang out with Bast from King Killers or Dandelion from the Witcher series. Two legendary hype men. Charles, I legitimately had a question. Uh, would you rather hear Dandelion perform or Quoth perform live? Ah. So, that's kind of funny. I'd rather hear Quoth perform live, I think. Because okay. Quoth yeah. is like legendary. Okay. So yours is spend a year with Dandelion or sp- how long or was with- it? It was a year. Okay. So, like, with Bast from Kingkiller or Dandelion from Witcher, two, like, like hype men slash yeah. best friend people. Hmm. There are a lot of similarities between those two. I think that I'm going to go with Dandelion just because I won't spoil anything, but there's some things about Bast that aren't entirely clear to this point. Hmm, Two books that's in. Fair. He's. I think Dan Lyon, from anything I've read in The Witcher, which isn't everything, uh, there isn't a lot to indicate he has really any mean bone in his body. He's kind of just a fun little dude. I mean, could he is a lot of fun. Be, you know, he seems like a good sidekick to get into some yeah. fun with. You know. Yeah, Dan Line has a little bit of a uh, philanderous reputation, <laughs> I'll say, that I could probably, uh, we could talk through that, and maybe I could help him out some. Y- yeah, some you both psychology. would kind of build each other up, you know? You would. Yeah. <laughs> I think we could both grow from our relationship. So sure. I'm choosing Dandelion, and we'll figure out whatever differences we have. That's fair. You know, Bast, I feel like, is supportive, but... Um, like you said, there's a little too much unknowns about him, whereas we know Dandelion's like a fun comic kind of guy, you know, talented comic relief dude, lots of talent. So I, I, I would probably pick Dandelion as well. All right. Well, Charles, how do you feel about one more question? Let's do it. I'm out of okay. questions, so if you got one more or a couple you want to ask, go for it. One more. Let's would you rather only be able to read your 10 favorite fantasy series over and over again mm. or never be able to read any new series outside of your 10 favorite wait isn't that the same thing read read your 10 favorites over and over again or oh sorry sorry uh, would you rather only be able to read 
your 10 favorite fantasy series over and over again, right. or never be able to read those 10 favorites. Uh, uh, but you can um, read new but stuff. But you can read new series. Sorry, I definitely uh, okay. misspoke okay. the okay. first time. Because I was like, that sounds like the same thing. Um, Let's see. It was. That's <laughs> tough. Um, I would probably, honestly, there's so much great fantasy out there that I would probably just keep reading new stuff. Um, I would certainly miss a lot of my favorites, but it's not like I'm a huge rereader in the first place, if I'm being honest with you. Um, There's just so much new stuff out there. I'm always reading the next new book, the next best book and like i can still read the same authors as long as they're cranking out new content right so um, yes i'll never run out of sanderson I, yeah i think you might run out of J.R.R. tolkien pretty quick. <laughs> i'll run out of tolkien and martin and rothfuss i'm already out uh, <laughs> but um yeah i could I, there's just so much good fantasy out there that i haven't read that it's like um i'm leaning towards you know never being able to read my top 10 again but being able to read anything else going forward i think that's the way to go yeah i'd pick the same gotta stay current with the trends man you know yeah i mean it's nice to be able to visit old worlds and that kind of stuff but like you charles before you did the podcast i was not really a huge re-reader so Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's a good call charles all right, and we have a lot of new series to read coming up in the future of the Friends Talking Fantasy podcast, man. <laughs> nice transition. Thank Nailed you. It. Nailed it. We're out of questions, guys, and uh, <laughs> you know what that means. It means Would You Rather is over. So let's go ahead and get that outro going here. Let me just get it ready, and here we go. Thank you, everyone, for listening to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. I said at the top, I'll say it again. If you like what you heard today, find us on social media. That's the FTF Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and the FTF Podcast with a number one at the end for Twitter. You can also send us an email at theftfpodcast at gmail.com. Exactly. You like how I did? You like how I you did, did the whole thing? You could also just Google time. Friends Talking Fantasy Pocket. We have we have time, guys. I wish there was like a howl equivalent of the outro, but there really isn't. Uh, yeah. it, it's just kind of epic throughout. You know, it's a very like dedicated march kind of song. So um, no howls here. But you definitely don't want to miss our next episode. We got Friends Pitching Fantasy coming up this weekend. Dylan's going to unveil the three books that he will be reading for us, unless we've teased them on social media already. I don't know. We have to talk about it. We probably I've will. probably already been revealing them <laughs> every day. So uh, we got those coming up, and then mine will be dropping later in the week. You're not going to want to miss it. Really exciting stuff there. Um, don't forget, toss five stars to our podcast, guys. And as always, go forth and conquer, friends. <laughs>